On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Cody and I look at the NFL free agency, the second leg, and why it's very important not to skip over it. Cody had an opportunity for Sports Illustrated to talk about the recalibrated relationship between Laramie Tunsil and front office general manager Nick Casario. That's important. And come on, guys, we got to talk about Tyreek Hill getting traded. <laughs> you know why we got to talk about it. You already know, man. Back chip second round. But first, before we dive into all things Texan at this time, Cody, start the countdown. <laughs> are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman, joined by Sports Illustrator's Cody Davis. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday. I know you guys enjoy it with your morning coffee or orange juice. For today's episode, as I mentioned before, we got to start off with the free agency, Cody, with the second leg. And before we really dive into the meat of the conversation uh, we got to talk about how the Texans agreed to terms with Browns fullback Andy Jonovich. And over the weekend, we didn't get an opportunity to speak about this one player, uh, although he will be playing linebacker for Houston. Jalen Reeves may have been uh, 82 tackles last year and was a team captain for the Detroit Lions. He signed a two-year deal worth up to $7.5 million. And so uh, Houston is solidifying that depth chart for their linebacker position. And when we look at them bringing in a fullback, which, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners in the comments, <laughs> Cody, I don't think Houston has had a fullback since Pro Bowl Levante Leach. And we know how <laughs> great Vontae Leach was for that zone-running scheme uh, during that matchup, Arian Foster, Gary Kubek era. What, what about some fun times in Houston, man? Mm. That's some good times in Houston. Right, never did win much, but boy, were they fun. When well, they they, I think that that team won one, two playoff games. Yeah, two playoff games is actually the first in franchise history, and it's just one. It's that was the team. A, if they was healthy, because I think that team yeah, was more that, so derailed by injuries. Was, uh, yeah, that yeah, and I know a lot of people always want to say, "Oh my God, if they just had a quarterback." Oh, I think Matt Schaub was manageable, but I think the injuries hurt that team more so than not having an elite quarterback. In yeah, my opinion, I, I, at least, I, I agree. But I also also would say one thing: Houston fails to do um, time and time again, and I pinpoint one move if they would have made. That probably would have helped change uh, where they are right now. They are terrible at bringing in <laughs> free agents, bringing free agents here to the city of Houston. Now, was it back in 2012, 2013 when Peyton Manning says yeah. goodbye to the coach? He wanted to come to Houston. The Texans said, no, we're going to stick with our guy, Matt Sharp. <laughs> Well, a couple of years later, the Colts, I'm mean, sorry, uh, Peyton, Peyton Manning wins the Super Bowl with the Broncos. was actually, you know, played in two Super Bowls. That first one got blew out. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that when I get free agency for Houston and the inability to bring in and attract big stars, that could have been changed. If we would go back in the multiverse, <laughs> if we had an opportunity to change the timeline, 
bringing in Peyton Manning with that defense, with Andre Johnson, with that run game, with that offensive line, uh, would have won super, uh, Houston the Super Bowl. No yeah. doubt about it in my mind. But we have to look at free agency right now. And and I was speaking to a couple of people on Twitter about how uh, we are overlooking what's important right now in terms of how are we going to judge Nick Casario. Freed up a ton of cap space with the Deshaun Washington trade, Cody, and listeners. And a lot of people, rightfully so, are ready to see what Nick Casario does in the draft because he did go 5-5 five for five last year in bringing in uh, drafting players. However, when we look at free agency last year in terms of what he brought in, it was very lackluster. I get it. Didn't have a lot of money. This year so far has been very underwhelming. We know that Marlon Mack has visited. They've signed a couple of guys. Not a lot of those guys seem like they're going to be big splashes for Houston. But we look at what they brought in last year, and a lot of those guys are Kamu Grugier-Hill, Desmond Howard, sorry, Desmond King. You know, they brought in some players that really worked out for Houston. However, that was when circumstances are different. Now you have more money to bring in some more notable guys, right? Well, I, I'm not really going to go as far as to say the Texans are making a mistake by looking ahead to the NFL draft. But, John, what I would say to your point, when you go back and you take a look at what Nick Casario had to say at the press conference on Saturday, when you go back and you listen to what Casario and Lovey Smith had to say during the NFL combine earlier this month, the biggest thing that you can take away from each one of those press conferences is the fact that this is an organization that is focused on the future. And I do not see the Texans benefiting from signing an established player for their rebuild as of right now, only due to the fact that if you bring in a guy, let's say for the sake of this argument, Malcolm Butler, before he signed with the New England Patriots, he was a guy that was on the Texans' radar. But Malcolm Butler, as of right now, is 32 years old. And if we are being 100%, we, we think at best the Texans are, what, two, maybe three years away from appearing in the playoffs again. What would the Texans benefit signing Malcolm Butler now when you're, what, two, three years away from competing for a chance just to get to the playoffs when, yes, as of right now, he could improve your secondary, but it's really not going to make that much of a difference because you're still going to be somewhere in the ballpark of winning four to possibly six games in 2022. And another thing I want to break up, bring up in terms of why the Texans are not spending money in free agency, we just had Big Sarge on here on yesterday. And if you guys did not have an opportunity to do so, please be sure to check out that episode. And Sarge made a really good point. This is an organization... Yes, things look better as of right now compared to how bad things looked last year. But when players leave this organization, they talk about this organization. And as of right now, the Houston Texans do not have a good reputation around the NFL. And that is something that they are reaping the benefit from. So when you take a look at the fact that this is a team that is not ready to compete for the playoffs, hopefully I'm wrong about that, and maybe they are, but when you take a look at the reality of the situation, they're not competing for the playoffs right now, and they do not have a great reputation around the league because remember, when you're a free agent, you want to go to Houston Texans. You want to come to Houston. It just makes sense why they are more focused on 
building through the draft versus signing X players for X amount of dollars? You know, I just look at that and we talk about players talk, but I think money talks a little bit more, right? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we just seeing what's going on with Carlos Correa, Minnesota, right? I mean, I, he is not happy at all outside of getting that contract. But I do want to reiterate that at the very least, you 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 go through the process of finding what players that are out there that can actually make a difference to where you were last year. I'm not going to concede this season because if I do that, then that'll be the second year of no playoffs, which Nick Asirio would be 0-2, regardless of how we feel about what happened last season. We still got to count it against him. And if he's only two to three years away on a what, six-year deal, then at year five, you haven't made the playoffs yet. Why are you still here? Right? And so I do think that there are upgrades that could have been made uh, through the, through free agency. No no doubt about it. Right? I still think that they need to bring in and at least talk to some cornerbacks out there. Right? I, I think that's a, 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 a bad position, a group, position group for them right now where they can use some upgrades. All I'm saying is upgrades are needed every year. And if you do not do yourself – the favor and opportunity to at least try to upgrade, then yeah, I think that you you get comfortable. You, you, you're sitting down and you're, you're not really trying to make this organization better uh, than what it was last season. It's free agency time of year, but it's also that time of year as March Madness has been kicked off. We've had some crazy moments so far and the tournament is finally upon us. But from all of the latest odds, the contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news throughout the season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more Right? You got it right in your hand. Go ahead and do it. Learn more about all of the latest trends because Better Line is where the game starts. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, which means, hopefully, if he is free, we will have Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 610 on tomorrow as we discuss, of course, the trade of Deshaun Watson, get his thoughts on the uh, on the trade, and what the Houston Texans should do now that they actually have more draft picks. But, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue with this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, we just finished talking about in the first segment how, you know, the Texans are not spending big money in free agency. How, yes, they're starting to turn this franchise around, but they're still reaping the benefit of having a bad reputation as an organization, given all of the foolishness that's been going on off of um, 610 and Kirby over the last couple of years. But, John, listeners and viewers, if people would like to see some type of silver lining, to let you know that the Houston Texans are trending in the right direction. 
all they have to do is look at the situation that's going on with Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Now we 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 all know the story, and it's no. It, and for those of you who don't know, a quick recap: Laramie Tunsil played five games last season, hurt his hand. Sources say he was medically clear to come back, but he decided that he wasn't ready. And there was a lot of speculations going on about the possibility of Tunsil moving on this offseason. And even though he is still by far the Texans' best offensive lineman, you know, here on this show, we talked about the possibility of Laramie Tunsil moving on. And one of the biggest, brightest spots that we can find in departing from Tunsil is to just to get off his salary cap. However, after the hiring of Lovey Smith, he had an opportunity to meet with Lovey Smith, also had an opportunity to speak to Nick Casario, and Nick Casario was on Sports Radio 610 on Tuesday morning talking about the 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 relationship has been restored between Laramie Tunsil and this organization. And that is very important because not only do the Houston Texans have an opportunity to keep one of their best players, especially a guy that's actually going to protect Davis Mills to give him a better opportunity to succeed. But it's showcased that this is an organization that is trending in the right direction slowly, but surely. Yeah, I, I like it. I like to hear that they had an opportunity to meet. You know what I think about last year? Right. I think everybody looked at that decision not only to bring Nick Casario in, but to for the players, right? You look at the decision to kind of disregard what your franchise quarterback at the time was saying and hmm. then hire David Cully and then see some of the things that he was doing as a coach on Sundays, right? Not as a motivator through training camp. Not as a guy who, you know, was very clammy and sweaty during press conferences, but the <laughs> and, and, and not no no disrespect, but that's just what it was. But to see how he coached in those decisions on Sunday, or whenever they played Thursday night, they had one Thursday night against the Carolina Panthers. But to see that as a player, especially as good as Larry Tunsil is, you know, it was very discouraging, man. Hmm. And I wouldn't want to play, you know, even if I was healthy last year, I would have wanted to stay out as well. So I, I think it's good that both parties are able to come together and understand where the other party is coming from in terms of uh, present expectations, future expectations, using those to get past the, the, uh, the, the, the past failures or miscommunication between the two. And I like that. I also like this this conversation that I think is important to have along with Larry Tunsil, you know, being brought back into the fold. He's not going to get traded. He'll be here in Houston for at least one more year, right? Mm -hmm. He'll play. I think if we're going to look at how important it is to hear that Larry Tunsil is staying, which will be playing left tackle, I think the conversation mm -hmm. of how important it is for Titus Howard, who, by the way, the Texans have an opportunity to pick up his uh, fifth-year option. He should be playing tackle, right? Now, we see this all the time, the conversations on Twitter, uh, the conversations you and I may have with a Brian Bearfield, Big Sarge, uh, Brandon Scott, or whoever we may talk to on and off the screen. He is He needs to be playing tackle. 
He played left tackle very well last season to end off the year. Once Houston finally had an opportunity, the light bulb to go off, and they put him over there. But I think tackle in essence is where he needs to be playing. No doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. It's very important to talk about what it means to get Laramie on page, hmm. right? Because you can argue that – remember those days, Cody? You can argue that. But you can argue <laughs> that Laramie Tunsil, when healthy, is undoubtedly your best player. It'll go Laramie and Brandon Cooks 1-1-8. One one so to make sure that he's happy understanding what's going on with the organization moving forward is important. But I also think that for Laramie and the rest of the offensive line, if you're going to talk about – the future leaving Titus Howard at tackle is more important, uh, just as important, excuse me, than Larry Tunsil staying. Hmm. And well, I'll also argue before I go for it, I would also argue that, uh, when I look at his contract coming up, don't play with his money <laughs> off the strength of what this organization has been doing or failing to do as a development with offensive linemen, which they've always been kind of bad at, at least in the last decade, they've been bad at that. Don't play with that young man's money. Let him play tackle. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm kind of afraid of that. You know, we're sitting here right now talking about the Houston Texans are, you know, fixing their wrongs and trend, trending towards the right direction. But if they tried to price him off the season he had this year because he did not look good at guard, and all this time we have been saying it ever since the man stepped foot inside the door off of 16 and Kirby, that – the, the the man is great at tackle. I'm that would be in a step in the wrong direction. And you and I in the players, we have a totally different conversation. Uh, but we'll see what they're gonna do about Titus Howard. But you know, going back to Laramie Tunsil, not only were they able to restore the relationship, like I mentioned, they were actually able to rework his contract, and that was really big in the Houston Texans case because it saved them a little bit over $9 million. Prior to them reworking his contract, Laramie Tunsil had a cap hit of $26 million. Now he has a cap hit for the 2022 season of 17.7. So yeah. the fact that he's all in, ready to play for the Houston Texans at least for the 2022 season that lets you know that this organization, like I mentioned, slowly but surely, trending in the right direction. Yeah, and, and I, I'll say this just to kind of give you guys some some context. I think restructuring the contract for this year was very important for next year because mm-hmm. if you can buy in at a lower rate, the next year for Houston, you will look at whether you can extend him restructure that contract again for uh, throughout a couple of years or whether or not you just got to take that hit and move on from Laramie uh, moving forward. And so uh, for Houston and Laramie to come together on on both parties was very important for the present and for the future, which is what, you know, we were talking about right now, the future, the free agency, the draft, you know, September, what is it? 13th for the uh, first game of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere around that time. Around there. We got to talk about what's going on in the NFL, man. I wish we were doing a Locked On NFL show. This should be so much fun. But don't go anywhere, Locked On Texans. NFL is the greatest sports organization, and so has been this offseason. My Lord. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now, make sure you're listening to the Locked On NFL Draft Show with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis 
on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and, and, and available wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I just want to say something real quick. All you Texan fans out there, y'all be safe in them streets. <laughs> be safe in them Texan Twitter streets because it's getting ugly out there. I pray for you. We're going to talk about some more NFL news that will, you know, affect the Houston Texans moving forward. Or we just got to make fun of the Texans for the past decisions. Right, Cody? You know, John, I'm getting to the point where I hate to see an all pro top of the line wide receiver get traded at this point. Because we understand and we know how bad that trade was. But every single year, every single transaction, we get reminded once again. Oh, man. David Johnson in a second-round pick. Yeah, man. And by the way... I do want to say, I think Kansas City fleece Miami. Yeah, and I do want to say that getting five picks back for a wide receiver. <laughs> no, no, for that wide receiver. Now, let's rewind about two years ago. I think D-Hop might have been worth that package. Because you're looking at a guy who, in a span of two years, only dropped, what, two balls? Yeah. And at that time, at that time, he still is arguably, if not the best wide receiver in the game. I think when he left Houston, he was the undisputed best receiver in the game. And yet, only a second round pick (laughs) in David Johnson's contract. Like, we can't leave that out, right? I, I look at this franchise as a franchise, man. And initially, I was going to like do a bunch of, you know, going off but to simply put it this is a franchise that needs help (laughs) this is a franchise that needs an intervention on how to get what you deserve the houston texans are they're in a relationship with a guy that doesn't know their worth and every trade from Jadavion Clowney to Deshaun Watson, who got five picks back, including three first-rounders, but then a couple of days later, Tyreek Hill gets five picks back as a wide receiver? <laughs> Baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? Well, the, 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 the I Jadavion know you stats up. <laughs> the cleats that had them dirt. The Texans need interventions to understanding what they work on, what the worth is, they should get back for players. That has been an issue for this franchise. And I think whenever we see a player like a Jadavion, who that compensation was bad, like a DeAndre Hopkins, like Deshaun Watson, when we see these deals take place, because when DeAndre Hopkins got traded a couple of days later, Stefan Diggs was traded to Buffalo. And they gave up more than what I think they gave up at least two first-round picks, if I'm correct. And we look at what DeAndre Hopkins got was a bag of chips and a side of ketchup. That wasn't even a bag of chips. That was like a a thing of peanuts that you get on an airplane. Like I, including taking on that contract. So I think that 
Houston has an issue with understanding the worth. Baby, you should let them love you. Let somebody get in that front office and understand that they can't help but wait. I'm, I'm naming all these songs that some of y'all may not know, but but we do want to transition over to a little bit of NFL news. We know that my, Matt Ryan will be Indianapolis Colt, and I think that that will turn out fairly good for Matt Ryan. Mm. Also has Jonathan Taylor. I forgot the crazy stat it was, but whenever a running back rushes for over 100 yards. Matt Ryan's winning percentage is through the roof. But now let's turn our focus to Baker Mayfield. Cody, do you think that Baker should have been included in the trade package to Houston? I want to say yes. One, only because they ain't getting no other player back in return. So why not take a shot at Baker Mayfield? But two and most importantly, I think, once again, every time we talk about Davis Mills, I always got to put this disclaimer out. We are part of the Davis Mills train. We believe in that young man. We want to see Davis Mill succeed and take this organization to places they ain't never been, hopefully. But knowing what we know and what we saw out of Davis Mills, there is still that, is he the franchise quarterback for this organization beyond the 2022 season? And if he's not, I don't think the Houston Texans would have lost a lot if they would have taken back Baker Mayfield and creating some type of quarterback competition between the two. And with that being said, yes, I understand that Baker Mayfield's entering the final year of his rookie contract. And whatever team takes on Mayfield will have to come to the realization that they're going to be the team that decides whether or not to offer him the I'm not going to say mass contract because of course Deshaun Watson reset the market on that but <laughs> give give him a contract that is worth being the the franchise quarterback I like and and to me John listeners and viewers and John you you know this I've always believed in Baker Mayfield. I always thought that he can be not a top-tier quarterback like a Deshaun, like a Patrick Mahomes, but I really think at best he could have been, let's say, Matt Ryan during his heyday with the Atlanta Falcons where, you know, he's not a quarterback that's going to blow you out of his seat, but he is still a franchise quarterback. And, and that was just me. You you remember, John, you and I have been recording and doing podcasts way back in, back in college at our days at Lamar University. And... In college, I thought Baker Mayfield was going to be that guy. And the guy that I thought I was going to see, I only saw him for, what, a year and a half. What was the end of his rookie season? And, of course, the 2020 season, you know, when he took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and, you know, got them, I think, to the divisional round, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I think Baker, at the end of the day, just needs to be in a great situation. Then with that being said, would Houston be a great situation for him? Nah, we we look at we look at like we had a comment Lovey Smith had about bringing in a veteran quarterback. He wouldn't mm-hmm. have been Baker Mayfield. They he, they would have to pay him, I think, roughly about eighteen million dollars this year. Yeah, fifty year contract. Fifty year contract. That's way too much money for a franchise that has a quarterback that has shown promise. And for a franchise after next year, what are you going to actually do with Baker Mayfield? Right. Exactly. We keep him here in Texas. This is where he's from. So he'll be playing not too far from the crib, which is a great story. But, you know, I still think Baker could be somewhat of a good quarterback. I'm, I'm still a Baker Mayfield fan. I've been down on him a lot after last year, but he did take the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. 
after how many absent years. And so when you look at that, that's worth something. I just don't know where he'd go at this point. I, I know, think it's right? a, uh, a conversation for Cleveland to have. <laughs> but, no, I'm glad they didn't take him on in their trade. My final thoughts. Like I said, I don't really know. By the way, I think it's kind of ironic that, you know, Cleveland say they want a, a grown-up quarterback and they ended up with Deshaun Watson, you know. I mean, I'm not saying he guilty or innocent, but, you know, no grown-up going to get themselves in that type of position to begin with. So, um, like you said, John, that's a problem for Cleveland now. <laughs> It is. Thank you for checking out the Locked On Texas podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Texas. Hey, follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. I interact. You know, I like to have a lot of fun. And also make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Texas podcast on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. The city of New York just waived the COVID ban. We're getting Kyrie for the basketball playoffs, baby. Now that is what I'm happy about.